Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 110 of the Finger Guns Podcast. How are you doing? My name is Roscoe, and I'm joined by, well, nearly freaking everyone, returning after three weeks, Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. How are you, Captain? I'm good. I've come straight from training. I haven't had time to wash, so be grateful. I smell. Be grateful you smell. No, be grateful, comma, because oh, I smell. Okay. I've, I've prioritized this over having a wash. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Toby Anderson. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm, I'm a bit knackered, actually. I've uh, been painting my new baby's nursery this weekend. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's knackering when you get the roller out and you've got to do the big high areas. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh, dear. Nice one, Daddy. Wait, no, don't. Nope, I'm not going to call you that anymore. Um, <laughs> Isn't that Sean's? Not mine. <laughs> yeah. Father Finger Guns. Uh, we've got Cat B in the house. Yo, hey, hey. How's it going? Good, good. Joined the gym today. We'll probably never go back as per norm. But, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the uh, the gym on, on East Street in Taunton and I went in there to use the bathroom and they were like, do you want to join? I was like, no, and left quickly. <laughs> Just need to pee. Thank you very yeah, much. Pretty much. Day to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They said, well, you have to buy a drink. I was like, oh, God damn it. So yeah, that was my experience of the gym. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Miles Thompson. Hello there. How are you doing? Oh, in clear HD. I know it's so much better this time, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good man how are you yeah not too bad thank you had a nice chilled sunday working on a bit of an essay but otherwise doing well thank you nice and finally mr shill on davies word up how's it going man i'm all right i'm glad that we're doing this remotely so that we don't have to smell greg um, oh. yeah you know he said he was smelly i'm just yeah. saying okay fair enough yeah, it's, it's not just my sweat i'm covered in oh dear me <laughs> <laughs> finger guns after dark. blood and sweat of the other people as well <laughs> uh i have a question for you sean you said you were eating toast before yes that was was it with a side of dominoes or no that it was just a um like a very insane today has been a bit nuts my daughter's been very unwell so i haven't haven't had time to eat until like eight o'clock so it was like chuck some bread on the toaster chuck some cheese bread on it and that is food All so right. that was that Fair enough. You're taking notes, Toby. This is dad lessons right here. <laughs> yeah, like pizza, pizza crust. Like they, they, they occasionally count as tea. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, then let's jump into game of the week, and I'll go from the top. Mr. Greg Hicks, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week has been the game that I published, uh, Song of Horror. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet. It's basically third person, almost fixed camera horror game reminiscent of Resident Evil and Silent Hill, the old school style. And by God, does it scare the piss out of me. I've been share playing it with my friend Meg to um, like take away the sort of the horror. It doesn't. It's just, it's a very scary game, but I can't recommend it enough. And it's episodic. It's quite a lot to do in it. And uh, some of the puzzles are a bit obtuse, but um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it for fans of the quote unquote old school horror games. Cool. You say episodic, do you have all the episodes already? Or yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do on this. I didn't realize it had been on the PC for a year where they drip drabbed episodes, but no, this is the complete edition on consoles and PC now. Cool, cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that you found a game that generally scares you. I guess, but, is, is that nice? I don't know, but there's some that should be scary not, that aren't. It's, well, it's, I think it just taps into that creepy horror, like, um, mm. it's the score as well. And there isn't like the whole, like, here's a loud jump scare noise. It's just like, things just happen and there's right. musical stings that freak you out like something's going to happen it lulls you into a sense of like oh it's calm oh fuck there's something for you and it's just like i hate this game but i love it 
nice one that, kind of, that kind of contradicting like it's scary because it shouldn't be or it, it is scary because it shouldn't be. you know it, that kind of thing it just right. keeps me on edge. it just makes me very uncomfortable to play it scary can be good yes cool yeah, yeah. It, it just just much like alien it's got that similar kind of 80 style score and vibe to it even though it's set in 98 but it's got that like that like sharp piano strings piano strings violin strings and piano chords and stuff like that so oh, okay so it's just, highly it's just recommend kind of unsettling yeah yeah throughout nice uh, yeah, you can go and read Greg's reviews of that uh, right now. Uh, Toby Anderson, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is Near Replicant. I know Miles mentioned this uh, last week, um, just on the off, but I've been playing it as well. Um, it's really fun to go back to what what inspired or, or pre, you know preceded uh, Near Automata, which was so good, such a bit of a masterpiece that came out of nowhere, or at least for most of us, it looked like it came out of nowhere. But there was all the Dragon Guard games, and there was all the Near games before that, or at least one Near game before that. So um, it's very nice to go back to that, and I've been, I've played um, quite a bit. It's all remastered and lovely. Um, there's some interesting uh, new characters that you can sort of recognise from the lore of the 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 next game that came out, obviously like four years ago now. Um, Kane. Uh, Kaine and Emil are these two other characters. If you if you know anything about Nier, there's a big a sort of globe-shaped head with a big freaky smile on it. That's Emil. Um, and um, yeah, I've just I've been really enjoying it. I've really enjoyed the first playthrough. The issue I have with the game is you've got to play it through five times um, to get all of the uh, secret endings and things. And that is uh, probably a little bit beyond my uh, time constraints these days playing a game through five times um i think automata did something where it was it was three playthroughs and you got the option to you had them with different characters and different perspectives and that was a lot more manageable three with different characters every time to keep you interested this is the same with the same character four times and then a sort of secret version the fifth time so that's a bit much but um yeah if you're if you're up for it i think it's good little action rpg that people should sample especially if they liked uh near automata Cool. I keep looking at it. I remember playing uh, Nier when it came out, or Nier Automata mm. when it came out, and I didn't get on with it too well. But yeah, I'm looking for something to play at the moment, and it has been on my radar. I think I'd definitely recommend Automata over Replicant, though, if you mm. if you hadn't got far enough into Automata, really, to say you played it, you know, properly, yeah. properly. That's the one to go for. Okay, cool. I shall look into it. Uh, Kat, what is your game of the week? My game of the week is a game called Overboard that has just come out. Um, essentially you are a wife who has killed their husband and you don't remember how because you take sleeping pills that obviously you know through the strengths of your marriage you've decided to kill him so you throw him overboard you wake up the next day and um, people are looking for him and you're on a boat I think you live on the boat I'm not really sure I think you're going to America to live I'm not really sure I haven't really got that far um, but uh, yeah, and you essentially have to cover it up and get away with it. And I can tell you now, I would make a terrible murderer and I probably would make a really rubbish lawyer because so far <laughs> I haven't been able to, to cover up my own murder. Well, I have, but I haven't been able to get the money for his death. So I've played it for about seven to nine times. It's a, it's a great game, great little game. It very much reminds me of, um, you know, in kind of like Life is Strange, what they're like. Chloe will remember that like it's very much like that kind of you know oh you were given the you know the the drink like and it was like you dropped your earring Toby will remember that like it's just yeah so you've got a you know and the more the more you kind of play it the more you have to remember what you did last time which might have worked but you know you have to kind of undo what you didn't do that time um or did do that time so that you don't get caught again so 
good fun, good fun. But the more I play it, the more frustrated I am that I feel like I'm getting so close to covering up the murder of my husband. And I'm not. And there is an option to also just throw yourself off overboard, which I did. Um, yeah, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Surely that <laughs> solves nothing. <laughs> yep, I know. <laughs> That's just pure guilt, isn't it, right there? If you throw yourself off the, off the boat. I d- yeah, I guess, you know, you could take all options. Maybe they're just covering mm. all ground, you know. You could try and hide it up, or you could just, you know, admit it and throw yourself off too. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. I, I, particularly a lot of journalists are raving about it, particularly Jason Schreier. He loves it. So it's um, it's getting some uh, some good recommendations from a lot of people. Yeah. So um, I'm glad it's doing well. And it's available on Switch and iOS, I believe, on also on PC. Uh, so yeah, check it out if you fancy overboard. Miles Thompson, your game of the week. Well, at least it's not handball this week, so it can't be any worse than last time. Damn. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a handball twenty two yet, which is a shame. Um, Ooh, I know, I know who's going to review that when it comes around. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's going to have to be like a tradition now, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So mine was actually Dungeon Escape, which really surprised me because when I watched the trailer before I played it, I was a bit like, "Oh, this is not going to be my jam." But um, I actually had quite a lot of fun with it. So it's like a 2D, like a punishing platformer, like puzzle type game. Um, It's very much a kind of imitation of Super Meat Boy. Um, So if you liked, or if you like that kind of style of game, it's going to be right up your street. Um, But it's quite fun. It's got 50 levels. um, And surprisingly, I was actually quite good at it. And um, I raced through the first kind of 20 levels or so thinking, you know, oh, maybe, you know, all these years of since I played Super Meat Boy, I've suddenly gotten really good at games. And then all of a sudden I hit like a wall on like level 20 something. And then from that point on, it became like a real slog. Like it becomes really difficult, but like in that kind of, when you finally overcome it, it's in a really satisfying way. Um, but there are like difficulty spikes, which are a little bit inconsistent. Um, but I genuinely had a lot of fun with it and it's got quite a cool little soundtrack, um, which I actually ended up listening to while I was writing my essay. So if nothing else, I got a decent soundtrack out of it. And yeah, it just gave me uh, a couple hours of pretty good fun. And surprisingly, I'd recommend a 2D platformer, which I never thought would be something I'd say. <sighs> Alex Kids out this month. I'll be recommending 2D platformers left, right and centre. <laughs> all, all the time. Yeah. All of them. All the 2D platformers. Uh, nice one. All. Uh, yeah, you got to catch all of them. That's the rules, isn't it, in video games? Um, so yeah, that's Dungeon Escape. Check it out. And finally, Sean Davies, your game of the week. My game of the week is Necromunda Hide Gun, which came out last week. It's a first-person shooter. Nerd! Yes, it is. It is a very nerdy game. It's fine. I understand this. Um, but the <laughs> the inner nerd in me that used to spend you know hours painting um, models has been um, very very satisfied by the. Um, game it, the, the world itself is is incredible the action itself is like it's basically like a boomer shooter um where you, you have like old school like doom mechanics um but also kind of new school doom doom mechanics because it rewards you for being aggressive by shooting things like if you get shot and then shoot somebody straight back you will restore the health that you lost it's um there's like war running and it's just a really cool game. Uh, unfortunately, it does have a few issues right now. There's, there's, it crashes regularly. Um, so when you die, there's like a, a stim pack, which will resurrect you, um, which currently every one in four times that you have to use one of these things, the game crashes. Thankfully, there's like a really uh, generous checkpoint system. So it's, you're not losing massive amounts of content. 
so uh, like progress and uh yeah it's it's not the longest of games but there is an absolute ton of side content that if you wanted to get into you could do um but yeah it's it's out now um i'm going to have a review up soon um i'm still just trying to get through the last couple of levels with all the crashes um but i mean this this game is a patch away from being brilliant a patch away like uh, people you know people will be giving it four out of ten because you know of like frame rate and, and crashes and stuff this is this game the, the content itself is brilliant and once once that get gets ironed out it's going to be brilliant what about you russ what is your game of the week uh my game of the week is a game called super animal royale which is currently on xbox game pass it's exactly what you think it is it's a Royale, where you play as lions, tigers, dogs, uh, koalas. It's um, top-down, and it's Royale. Essentially, you land on an island, and you just got to shoot your way all the way through it, and I'm having an absolute blast. It's uh, it's pretty tough. I didn't actually sh- manage to kill anyone until at least my sixth game. It's very quick-paced, um, but it's 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 very fun. It's very colorful and very bright. Um, it's not it's not gory, obviously, because they're trying to appeal to the, the Fortnite audience to get them over. And uh, well, for, for, for me, at least, it's working quite well. I'm having a good time. And I uh, I recommend it. If you are on Game Pass and you want to try a Royale bit that isn't, you know, Fortnite or PUBG or anything like that, things that are a bit bigger, um, then I recommend Royale because it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to do a little write-off about it this week. Maybe not this week, maybe next week, actually, because of E3. But yeah, I'm having a blast. Uh, I'm running around as a tiger right now with an eye patch. And there's just ridiculous guns. I'm working around a rocket launcher, and I haven't won a game yet, but I'm getting there. I got fourth, I think, was my last uh, my last attempt. So slowly but surely, um, it is. It feels tougher and quicker than things like Fortnite. And um, so, um, yeah, I highly recommend it if you want to uh, check out a new Royale. It's Super Animal Royale on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, also available to buy on Xbox and PC. All right then, let's jump into the fastest finger first quiz. This should be interesting. <laughs> Five of us. So let's go, yeah. Mr. Sean Davies. Yeah, this is this is going to be interesting. So let's do a quiz. You can play along at home. Just shout, shout at us when you hear the question. Just shout. <laughs> How can they okay? play along at home? Exactly. I'm just going to listen out. <laughs> I can hear you. Uh, okay. Um, so we need to go through the buzzers. Um, let's start with Ross. So you're unmuted. What's your buzzer this week? Oh yeah. Okay, Sonic, thank you very much for sticking to your genre. Going back to Sonic. Toby? <laughs> Can you hear that? Yes, I heard that. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, that's uh, tickled me. Thank you. Greg? Hadouken! Of course, thank you, thank you. Uh, Kat? What in the world? Is- <laughs> my mic just compensated for that one. <laughs> my um, my headphones. Sorry. That is uh, Tails from Sonic. You really? Yeah, apparently. Hell yeah, it is. Okay, sounds like <laughs> Tails is uh, having a real good time. So high pitched, my my headphone can't cope with it. <laughs> it's okay. You won't get to hear it much because I'm rubbish at quizzes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, and Miles. Did you hear that? I did. Cool. Who was that? Solid Snake. Oh, fine. Okay. That's going to confuse the shit out of me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Let's begin. Question one. 
When the Battle Royale aspect of Fortnite was released, what name was given to the original PvE action? Yeah. Ross? Save the world. Save the world is correct. Well done. Okay. Question two. Finish the famous gaming quote. A man chooses a slave. Oh, now who's being oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Miles uh, A man chooses a slave obeys Correct Oh dear I cancelled myself out on that one Because it started I, playing I, and then it stopped I did hear it <laughs> <laughs> You did hear it Oh, 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 oh he didn't hear oh, it Controversy oh, I, 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 oh, no, I heard a beep but I'll be honest with you That beep could have been anybody So I wasn't going to exactly Okay uh, question three Monokuma is a recurring villain in which visual novel series uh, okay any guesses you fucking nerd such a nerd any guesses I mean this game sells more than Metal Gear Solid um Abe's uh, it's Abe's <laughs> Abe. <laughs> Abe. is it that um Danganronpa something correct yes <laughs> Danganronpa <Wow>. something <laughs> Hang on, so that, How is that, is that a valid correct, answer? Is that the correct answer? I'm having that. that I'm slow. having that point. <laughs> you can't I remembered a bloody half Japanese name. I asked for a series. He told me the series name. Is I, that what the series is actually called? Danganronpa, yeah. Okay. I even got it right. That's great. Well done. Right. I thought it was just spewing syllables then. Okay, this, this is interesting. We're now into the fourth question, and Greg hasn't got a single one. This is okay. Question four In order to obtain an ink sack in Minecraft, what mob animal do you need to kill? You ask questions about games I fucking know. That would be so. <laughs> a rabbit. No. Oh yeah. Ross. A pig. No. Hmm. Anyone else? I I buzzed. Greg. Uh, a creeper. No. Uh, gonna, I have a second up. guess. No. Oh, yeah. A spider. I've already had a guess. <laughs> I have. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> My okay. second guess is a bat. It's been cat and miles. Uh, I, don't okay, okay. I don't know what you can. I don't know what can you kill in Minecraft. I don't play that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> stay on your voice there for Minecraft. God. <laughs> I'm gonna go right. spider. No, miles. An octopus. <laughs> so fucking close it's a squid oh, oh, everyone laughed at me as well <laughs> well how else would you get ink in minecraft i mean it's a good point uh, yeah, I yeah. that's fair okay question <laughs> y'all six. laughed at me look at me now <laughs> <laughs> i still got it wrong but i got it wrong in style question six ryu hayabusa is the protagonist of which... i think that was greg did you just go, because you thought it was me answering then? <laughs> no, I just had to think about who, who it was that was. got that. That was me Gaiden. because my buzzer was too slow. Okay, it's Ninja Gaiden. Correct. Well done. Um, <laughs> question seven. Athenus, Eden 6, and Necrotafeo are all planets from which video game series? <laughs> I think that was Toby. Uh, Mass Effect. Incorrect. Damn. Uh, Greg? Destiny? Incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it wrong, but I'll give it a go. Is it No Man's Sky? It's not. Oh, let's go. 
Stars One of right. what three of the seventeen billion planet names. Yeah, <laughs> one of them's got to be called it. So maybe I'll get this. Yeah, I think you got it. Seventeen billion planets that you name yourself. Yeah, one of them's got to be called that. Yeah, I called it guesses. Any other guesses? Uh, Miles, Ratchet and Clank? No. Oh. Good shot. Good shot. The guess is on you, Ross. <sighs> no, I ain't got nothing. It's Borderlands. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question eight. Finish the title to this video game: Leisure Suite Larry Three, Passionate Patty in Pursuit of the Pulsating Ape. Venus. <laughs> no, no, Toby, no. Venus, Venus, follow me. <laughs> uh, Greg? Paradise? No. Any other guesses? <laughs> no? Okay. Can you, can you say the name again? I can. It's Leisure Sweet Larry 3, Passionate Patty in Pursuit of the... Oh, Pulsating... yeah. Ross? Uh, pec- pec- pectorals? Correct. Well done. <laughs> <Fair> play. <sighs> uh, I feel like the standards have slipped in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question nine. Which celebrity sued the makers of Grand Theft Auto 5 for allegedly... <laughs> we have one, oh, Ross. I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Good luck, good luck working at who that was. That was fucking nice to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Okay, I think it was Cat. Please just let me have one point for Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, I think her voice was more than, than the buzzer. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's Cat screaming. That's not a buzzer. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between that's her That's the horizon tails. noise. I swear that's... <laughs> it's added to my OnlyFans catalogue. Yeah! <laughs> okay, question 10. In The Last of Us Left Behind DLC, what was the name of Ellie's friend? Oh, being ridiculous. Miles. Riley. Correct. Well done. Thank you. Damn. Damn, I saw it. I saw it today. Okay, question That's 11. Annoying. Which first-person shooter series published by 2K was based on a comic book series and had you play as a character? Greg. Rogue Trooper. No. Had you play as a character called Jackie Estacado? Uh, <laughs> I should have waited. You should have waited. Because I fucking know this one. Jack, Miles, is it the darkness? It is. Well done. Oh, what the a darkness game. is voiced by Mike Patton. I knew that, and I jumped the gun. Question twelve: What is the name of the first zone featured in Sonic the Hedgehog two? Oh, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Green Hill Zone. Incorrect. Oh, I think Ross was next. Did it? Did it? Green did Hill Zone. It's not Green Hill Zone. Was wrong. Hills and Sonic One. That Sonic One from oh! level, yeah. My favorite game. I think I know what it is, but I can't have another go. Is it? Uh, wait, cat? Is it cas- casino? Is it the casino one? Casino yeah. zone? No, no. I know. I think I know what it is. I was gonna. It's any other guesses? No. no. Okay. Oh, it's, it's 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 gonna say Emerald Hill. Emerald Hill zone. It is yeah. Emerald Hill zone. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's another green. Okay, question 13. Which 2014 game is set on a space station called Sylvester Park? 
<laughs> Toby. Uh, Toby Toby cancelled himself out then. <laughs> I just hey. heard him say hello like seven times. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, alien isolation. Correct. And uh, I'm glad you got there, even despite the fact that I said... It's like me saying Danganronpa. Well done. You did that too. Okay, question 15. Oh, no, sorry. Question 14. Frog, Magus, Luca, and Chrono are all characters from... Oh, that was Greg. That's Chrono Trigger. Correct. Well done. You get my question, Toby. I'm having yours. <laughs> <laughs> question 15. What is the name of the helpful companion dragonfly in Spyro the Dragon? Did that for me, and I really appreciate that, Sean. Yes? Um, that's Sparks. <laughs> Correct. Well done. Such cat bias. Such cat bias. <laughs> I had a Sonic the Hedgehog question in here, and you fucked it up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Okay, question 16. Finish the game title. Ratched and Clank, up your... Hey, uh, Toby. Up your arsenal. <laughs> yes, correct. I'm, I'm going to call you Abe from now on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question 17. What company is responsible for the Type 2 Plagueis outbreak in Resident Evil 5? Who's being ridiculous? Miles. Umbrella. Incorrect. Uh, it was Toby next, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say Umbrella. Okay, then. Um, Hadouken is Greg. Tristel. Is correct. Applied. Very nice. Okay. I can't remember any other companies except Umbrella. No, me either. Everything's Umbrella always. <laughs> uh, question 18. Inside which console will you find an image of Halo's Master Chief? Oh, yeah! Ross? Ross? Uh, the Xbox One X. Correct. That was very close. Yeah. There was no Abe in there, though. Promise. <laughs> uh, question 19. In the Doom games, what does BFG stand for? Movie. Big fucking gun. Correct. And final question. The fictional species called Moogles first appeared in which video game series? Abe, sorry, Toby. Final Fantasy six. It's, I said series, so it doesn't matter. You got it. Right. Okay. It was three, but you know, oh. I should just mark it down for that. No <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy. Uh, it's up to you. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Okay. Let's have a look. Oh, no! I think Final Fantasy six had the first Moogle as a character, like a proper character. That's the first one that said Cooper, wasn't it? You know. Maybe. Yeah. There's something that's that's only the first one. In okay. Let's let's do Ross. The three. First, maybe though. I was saying six because that's Final Fantasy three in America. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's count up the score. So Ross got one. Okay. Two, okay. Three. Three, Ross. Okay. Three. Okay. No way. <laughs> there we go. That's, <laughs> That's the appropriate Three. three. Uh, Miles. Miles got one, two, three, three. Oh, God. We could have like a few of that here. And Toby got one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> Greg got one. Sorry, that won't shut up. Two, three. <laughs> Greg got three. And Cat got two, I think. Mm -hmm. One, two. Cat got two. This week's winner is Toby. 
The underdog. Wahoo. Finally comes I, out top. I promise I didn't mean that element of surprise in my voice when I said <laughs> Don't worry, I'm surprised. Thank you very much. Well done, Abe. No problem. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> well, well done, Toby. Okay, let's get into Have I Got Barrels for You? And in a pre E3 week, there's not been a huge amount of news because we're all getting very, very hyped for E3 next week when there's going to be lots and lots and lots of news. So we're going to go through a couple of things that we found. As, as ever, this is kind of an open floor. Everyone is just welcome to jump in whenever they see fit. And so, uh, yeah, we'll talk about a couple of things that we wanted to get into. So first up, which Sony studio is officially working on a new IP? That would be 2K. No, no, it isn't 2K. <laughs> <laughs> a valiant yeah. effort. Uh, okay. <laughs> can I change my answer? Uh, no, you're frozen out. Yeah, okay. of course you can. Uh, that would be Sony Bend. Sony Bend. After uh, after a couple of weeks ago, when we discussed that they were in the middle of making a Last of Us remake, um, we were they went a bit silent on what they were actually doing, and it turns out they're working on a shiny new IP. So, um, what do we reckon? What would you like to see from Sony Bend after Days Gone? Who got into Days Gone? Who was into it? And who would like to see what they're up to next? Nice one. I'm actually quite disappointed there isn't going to be a Days Gone, a Days Gone 2, to be honest, because I actually mm. really enjoyed it when I played it. Um, it definitely where wasn't, they could have gone with it, though. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a perfect game, but like for a first like proper AAA effort, I thought it was really big and ambitious. And um, yeah, I think it would have been where they could have taken the IP. But I think they said they wanted to, didn't they? And then they were kind of shut out from doing it in the end. Yeah, I mean, Sony didn't want a Days Gone 2, essentially. I think they should segue back into Siphon Filter. Yes. They've said it's pretty much not Siphon Filter. And they've also uh, said they've also said it's open world, which is cool. So they're going to carry on with their open world Days Gone sort of engine. Hmm. But that's about the only things that I could find on this. Um, they, I think it's cool that they've been allowed to do their own thing again, right? So Days Gone was good enough that they've been allowed to do their own thing, a new IP, etc. They haven't been bumped down to you know backing up bigger studios like like we were saying before or at least not for very long um and they're allowed they're allowed to create an exciting new ip that's got to be better than you know making other people's franchises into vita games you know that that's what that studio has been doing for a long time since um since before days gone so yeah i think it's i think it's positive if i was there i'd be quite happy that we were able to do a new ip even if we weren't able to do days gone too yeah because they made golden abyss didn't they? The Uncharted yeah. game for Vita. And the, and the Resistance one as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good that they've managed to, at least they've got a new game to jump into. Sony have gone, well, you, you, we, don't, we, don't, we don't want Days Gone 2, but you can make something else, I guess. And that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Sean, where do you see Sony Bend at the moment? What do you think they're up to? I think they are making a game called Fife Selter, which is <laughs> very, very much like a previous game that they made. Um, I, I don't know. And this is the thing with Days Gone, uh, sorry, with uh, Sony Bend is because they are like a chameleon as a studio. You know, they were the guys that originally made Busby 3D. You know, they, uh, it's probably something they, they won't put on their resume very often. Um, and they made Siphon Filter and Resistance Retribution, uh, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, a card game related to Uncharted. They, they've done a lot of different things that have all been very different from each other and i probably you know the next game is probably going to be a colorful 3d platformer or some shit because you know that's what they do they they just 
do the next thing. Um, I'm not. I'm not particularly disappointed about Days Gone too. Um, I, I'm just. I'm just happy that everyone who's there still has a job and hasn't been amalgamated into another studio, so we don't have a a Sony Japan situation. Because I'm still pissed off about that, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, you haven't mentioned that before. <laughs> nope, no, no. Sorry about that. No, no once. Um, Kat, did you play Days Gone? Are you excited to see what Sony Bend are up to? No, I didn't play Days Gone, but I have got it on my library. It is next to play. My my brother keeps chewing my ear off about it, and I have seen a lot of gameplay. It does look good. I can tell you I don't care about Last of Us Remake. Um, I don't think we need it. Um, so pretty happy about the fact that it's a whole new IP. I think if they can, you know, up the ante, there was a lot of, there was a bit of criticism around Days Gone, and I've read a lot about that. And I think that if they can... If they can, you know, take the stuff that was really great about Days Gone and, you know, enrich it. But like Sean was saying, they've done a lot of random games <laughs> um, that are nothing like Days Gone. So who knows what they'll come up with. But it'll be great that it's open world. You know, I think that's that's the biggest, I mean, the most normal next thing in gaming, isn't it? Is open world, complete, you know, player choice. So, yeah, be interesting to see what they can do. But games game's done <laughs> days gone it's on my list so <laughs> in the next couple of weeks you'll probably hear it's my game of the week and i'll just you know sit here in my i'm one of those people that you know like when someone says oh you should definitely play this i kind of want to be like a little bit like you know anarchist and be like no no i won't play that just because yeah. you told me to and so like four years later i'm like yeah i'm gonna play that now because no one's shoving it down my throat <laughs> so it's the same with breaking I, bad i didn't do i didn't do that with dark souls or anything <laughs> or bloodborne <laughs> Yeah. How old are you at Bloodborne? I love Bloodborne, but I I didn't bother with it for four years. Yeah, it's one of those things when people shove stuff around your throat. You bring almost... it up because he just, oh, it just. I'll be quiet. <laughs> oh, I just I spent fucking ages being like Toby, you'll really like it, and he's like, no, there's no story. I can't. I don't have to. I don't have to explore for the story. And then he got a platinum on Bloodborne like a week before I did. Shit. Oh, oh, I had the game savage. for four and a half years and it took Toby playing it that we did the co-op stuff but he got the platinum before me and I'm like oh my god oh, he's still bitter definitely yeah. <laughs> I do remember you saying that actually in a, in a previous podcast yeah I, but... well, I mean I, I, fair enough I got him onto Soulsborne games but I tried and I tried and I tried and he went nope 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 and he finally <laughs> found one by himself being anarchist like Kat said yeah, yeah. found one by himself and then went oh I like him now <laughs> Got to lead the rebellion somehow, you know. Once it's my now own idea, ex- now he's more excited for Elden Ring than I am. <laughs> so yeah, it's on the list. But you know, if anyone's going to like tell me to play again, play again, play again, I'm just not going to do it out of spite. And I'm only really spiting myself. But you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, now you got your 4K TV. You can look at it in shiny, uh, shiny visuals. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Not playing it in the dark though. Not a chance. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to go into one of their hides and just yeah get chased by 30 of them in the dark. It's not fun. No, thank you. And uh, yeah, Gaze Dom is a very different game. Yes, yes. So, yeah. yeah. Also part of the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't realise what you said. It's like Gaze, Gaze Dom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it's not really a really different double, game. Double whammy of wrong, isn't it? That one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, well, we can just add it to the list of shit I say wrong on the podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> oh dear. At the end of the year, I'm going to do like a supercut of all the random yeah. things that you've said. Like a wall of smut because it's Shades just dirty. Shades of Dom. <laughs> <laughs> By Bat Culloch. <laughs> hey, they're in on Bat Culloch and this is Gaze Dom. On my phone, Anne's. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh dear. Uh, right then. Um, a company have had their entire E3 thing leak. Who was it? That was 2K. It hey, was I gave 2K. the game away on that one, I think. Yeah, well, it's over now, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, 2K have had their E3 stuff pretty much leaked everywhere. Um, I don't I don't know if it's all of it, but there's there's quite a couple of cool things in here, um, including of course NBA 2K22, if you're interested, and a Marvel-themed XCOM-style turn-based strategy game, um, which is currently codenamed Coda. And there's a new action game early in development described as Cthulhu meets Saints Row, <laughs> which sounds interesting. And uh, yeah, does any of those things appeal to you? Uh, let's see. Miles, what do you think? Marvel uh, XCOM, Cthulhu meets Saints Row. <laughs> The Cthulhu one is just an interesting prospect of how that's even going to work because Saints Row is kind of nutty all in and all of itself, really. Um, but I'm also really interested in that kind of XCOM type approach to a Marvel game. Um, I didn't play Marvel's Avengers because it just looked like a bit of a cash-in from my perspective anyway. Um, but actually, if they could do... I quite like XCOM, even though it's uh, tough as nails, but um, I like the gameplay style of it. And if they can actually capture that with the Marvel characters, it'll be interesting to see like what universe they take from and what characters and how it's going to look. Um, mm. But I think they could genuinely make a quite good single-player, even a multiplayer potentially focused game of you know some real tactical strategy with a bit of challenge. And I think that could be something really good because... Yeah, I think the recent outing with uh, Avengers has kind of soiled things a bit. So hopefully they can recapture a bit of form there. Yeah, I mean, what do we think? Where do we think that is leading? Would it be an Avengers XCOM game? Would it be a certain character? What do you, what do you think? I think I think they've got a name on it of Marvel Heroes, so it could be a bit of anything, really. Right, so it could be like Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, so it's just all of them. I don't think it's just X Men or just Avengers at all. Hmm. And you mentioned Ultimate Alliance. That is exactly what I thought when I when I heard this. I thought X Men Legends and Ultimate Alliance, those sort of Diablo top down games from like fifteen years ago. But yeah, I mean, there cool. are these. Uh, yeah, there are these like little Marvel games, like Marvel. Sean, what was the name of that one that we played? Marvel Omega. Yeah, Marvel Heroes Omega. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So th- it's going to be interesting to see what a turn based Marvel game would be like. Um, is that something to float your boat, Sean? Um, yeah, it would. But but what I've um, what can I say? Um, so oh, here we go. I'm gonna, I know stuff, but I'm not gonna tell anyone. Is this what's going down right now? What, what, what I've heard is that it isn't going to be like there's lots and lots of um, Marvel characters. What I've heard is that there is going to be a smaller selection of characters and it's going to be far more narrative driven than an XCOM usually is. Um, I don't know if you've uh, caught that last XCOM game which centered on just one team of people that like, if you died, it was, you know, you had to restart because they were part of a narrative that was going to move forward. Um, is it like alpha something like team, I don't remember the name fire of team alpha or something? Well, whatever it was, it basically, you know, it was a more concentrated experience where levels were, you know, designed and you had a narrative that you would progress through. I have heard that it would be more like that rather than, having access to all of the Marvel heroes, despite how cool that sounds, I, I have not, I have heard that it is not like that. Okay. Interesting. Chimera squad. That's the one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Quick Google. There we go. Uh, Greg, does a Cthulhu slash Saints Row game appeal to you? No. No, um, I don't think so. 
Why'd you ask that? Um, <laughs> Just wanted to get I, you involved in the conversation. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. No, I'm mentally checked out. Um, no, the Cthulhu Mysos, the Cthulhu Mysos is boring as fuck when you really get into it. But a couple with Saints Row, it might be interesting or a Saints Row-esque type device. But uh, I don't know. I think we've had enough wacky open world games, haven't we? We'll see. How, do, I, it, what? how, does, how does that work? How do you mix the tone of Saints Row with Cthulhu and... I mean, Cthulhu's been fucking years, though, hasn't he? Yeah. Cthulhu's been pimped out and... Yeah. Like... There's another version of, like, the, the synopsis for that that does, does, doesn't mention anything about um, Saints Row. It just says, open-world sci-fi title with supernatural Cthulhu elements. Okay. And supposedly it's Hangar 13 who are doing Makes it. Sense, yeah. Oh, the Mafia 3 guys. Yeah, the Mafia 3 guys, exactly. Um, so it could be pretty good. It may, it may be less wacky than we think. I think I think someone's just implying open world, maybe, when they're saying Saints Row. Mm, maybe. I was going to say, if it's like Saints Row 4, I don't know how that would fit at all. It would be like... Mentally. I won't want to play it. <laughs> yeah. No. And especially um, like if it's Hangar 13, they better put in a fast travel system unlike uh, Mafia 3, which I'm pretty certain never had one. No, it did. Hmm. No, wait, hang on. I can't remember. I don't think it did. I remember having to drive around like miles and miles for ages to like get anywhere because I don't know if I just missed it, <laughs> but I never found the fast travel <laughs> system if it did have it. <laughs> oh, well, I've okay. got a feeling I just appeared in a few junkyards and then ran to the next objective and things. Hmm. Strange. If so, that's very embarrassing on my part if I never found it. I just spent like <laughs> half of my time in the game driving around like an idiot to get different places. <laughs> There's also a, um, a Borderlands spin-off featuring Tiny Tina with a final name that may be Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, which is a trademark that Gearbox recently put through. Um, it's said to be in the same style as a mainline Borderlands game, so looking at kind of a, an FPS looter shooter, one, one would assume. Um, Kat, do you like Borderlands? No. Oh, oh, okay. If I wanted to uh, play fetch quests, I'd uh, turn into a dog. I actually, honestly, I, I've given Borderlands a good try and I keep going back to it and I keep thinking, grow up. The, the thing I, I love the little robot guy, follows, love him, mm. but it's just, the, it's just the same all the time. And I find myself, like, find my eyes getting heavy as I play it. And people, I know that people are diehard fans, so people are probably cussing me out right now. Um, but it's just something I never got on board with, and I don't think we need <laughs> don't think we need another Borderlands <laughs> game. It's so massive. Borderlands 3 is absolutely ginormous for essentially mm. doing the same thing a thousand times in not a very kind of, I guess, creative way. Like, it looks great. Like, it's a great art style, like it's, it's like that cartoony esque types, you know. But no, no, I just I've given it a good go. I've probably played the first hour and a half, two hours, three hours, at least three times. Mm. Thinking, do you know what? Cats suck it up. You know, everyone loves it, but it's just not for me. I just hate it, and I don't need another one. We don't need another Postman Pat esque. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you've just basically described my experience of Borderlands as well. Oh um, my god! Thank God! Hello. I, no, no. I've I've played the first two hours or so of Borderlands one and two twice, and not not got any further. Yeah, I just give up. I think why? Why am I doing this? Why am I? Yeah, and by that point, I had about a thousand guns as well, yeah. and I was like, "What am I doing?" Well, yes, you're yeah, like. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> am I actually any stronger? Like, and you end up using the same gun, and then you go to this little place, and you're like, you, you, you kind of, you're like, okay, but am I any stronger? And then that guy over there wants the same thing that this guy over here wants, and you're just backing and forthing. And I wish, yeah, kind of reminds me. Yeah, I'm so bored. It reminds me of when you play Pokemon and you haven't got the bike yet. And you think, flipping heck, this is taking ages to get to this guy and get to that guy. Uh, yeah, no, not for me, I'm afraid. I'm so glad you think the same, because I really thought that people were like, because obviously, like, when you talk about it, you're like, you're really going to, you know, like, fire down a, a fan base here, and it's scary. But, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. Oh, quite right. Okay. Anyone yeah. else? Anyone else want to, you know, fast <laughs> out? Miles, Greg? What I will say is... <laughs> what was that? Um, I've tried all the borderlands except for three, and I get about mm, a third to halfway in, and then I just stop because I get sick of having to fetch. Oh, he's gone. He's gone a lot further than us, but still. <laughs> uh, I will say, <laughs> uh, Tales from the Borderlands is fantastic. Yes, I've it's been... a very different focus yeah. of a game, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, narrative focused thing. Yeah. yeah. I've not played out of, you know, like spite and anger, but I, I have heard <laughs> that <laughs> I have heard that it's very different. And of course, you know, Telltale and you know, different yeah. focus, different kind of I guess. It's, it's my uh, it's my favorite Telltale for sure. Really? And yeah, yeah. oh without a doubt. Interesting. It's fantastic. Oh. And yeah, uh, Ashley Johnson's in it and Troy Baker and their chemistry is sort of like straight yes. from The Last of Us, just jumps straight into it and it's it's awesome. I love it. Okay, uh, well I'll put it on the list. As the only Borderlands liker here, I just want to say that I like the idea of a tiny teeny game. <laughs> I'm I'm going on the record for all those Borderlands game likers. Um, it's fine. It's okay. I understand that you don't like delivering things to people. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of jumping in Sonic or something. Anyway. <laughs> Are you comparing Sonic to Borderlands? <laughs> No, just, just bashed all the Sonic fans in the middle of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to take swipes at people. That, that what, an unwise swipe, I think, Sean. <laughs> I actually no. love the monotonous, you know, fetch quest stuff. But for some reason in Borderlands, my eyes are heavy. If I ever have kids, I'm going to show them Borderlands because I think that's going to get you to sleep. <laughs> Damn. Or, or turn them into weird uh, magicians like yeah. Randy. Um, <laughs> anyway. I, I'm oh. up for this game. I like Tiny Tina as a character. I want this game. Um, I hope that it's still cooperative because I like playing with my pals. Uh, and I think that's why it's always good if you play with friends and, uh, you know, or you have friends to play with. Unlike you guys, you obviously don't have friends to play with. Just yeah. saying. Um, Greg, did we play it together? <laughs> fell asleep um... together in each other's arms. <laughs> and <hour> and hour <laughs> I think we tried one of the one of the attempts at Borderlands One. I think was with Greg. I played a hell of a lot about uh, Borderlands One. Well, you might have just carried on after I gave up. Yeah, it's annoying when someone does that, isn't it? When you... <laughs> it is. But that, I mean, on Monster Hunter, it was me who carried on without you. I said to you, don't play any more Monster Hunter because I'm moving out. Give me a few days. And Toby went okay, and I went and finished the main. I've got some more monsters to hunt. <laughs> um, I, we might have done. I know my friends and I were quite into first Borderlands and by the time number two came out I think I took serious fatigue because like Kat said it was just like oh it's just this shit again I just uh mm. so yeah. you won't be up for a Tiny Tina spin-off I don't know who Tiny Tina is okay did get that far we know none of us got that far no I have no <laughs> idea who Tiny Tina is <laughs> a little obnoxious Harley yeah. Quinn style Oh, okay. Manic, manic pixie paint. I, I, I think I know what, her, like, what she looks like, but I don't think oh, I know. She's got plaster on her nose, like Nelly. 
I started it with Miles swearing that we would get the platform, uh, platform, platinum. What is wrong with me today? Platinum together. And I was like, yeah, I promise. I promise I'll, I'll keep at it. No. I think we got to a chunk and I was like, I think I messaged you being like, oh, do you want to carry on? And you just messaged me back like, no, no, I'm asleep. I really just would rather do I'm anything else with forever. my life. <laughs> Speaking of fetch quests, Toby, like near replicants, exactly like that with all of its side quests. And it like got to a point where I was like, is this game having me on here? <laughs> The near replicant is terrible for that. It's got it, it, what it does is just uh, the, a bunch of oh, NPCs God, will off on near. Yeah, but they'll ask for. Um, I need ten transistors, ten memory alloys, and ten whatever this is. And you're like, that's going to take me like ten hours to get, you bastard. And just every single character asks for ridiculous numbers of items that you need to then go and grind. Yeah. It's very annoying. And you just run to a place to go speak to someone and they tell you you need to run back to the place you came from to get the things you need. And then you That's go there and they're like, no, no, it's yeah. not here. You have to go here now. And That's I'm like, why I didn't like Nier originally. I had the three, the Xbox 360 version, the first Nier. And I, I think Ultimus is much better for it, but yeah, the, it was in there for sure. Right oh, cool, man. I gave up on all the quests. <laughs> I just started doing the just started doing main, the main story and just leave all the villagers to need, need all their items. Go and get I'm them in, yourselves. I'm at 95%. I've committed too far. I've got to do it now. And I've got to do the bloody gardening seeds thing. And it's just... Oh, no, I gave painful. up on that as well. Painful. That's not worth it. <laughs> Let's crack on with our favourite things. And of course, this is the pre-E3 podcast. So we thought we'd go into our favourite E3 moments from history. And we have a uh, we have all selected one, and uh, yeah, we'll get into them right now. So, uh, Miles, what is your favorite E3 moment? I mean, I kind of had to be cliche and go for the Keanu Reeves "You're Breathtaking." I mean, nice. what else could you pick? Like, I just remember watching it live, and it was just wicked. Um, that whole kind of section and how it played out, and I was really hyped for Cyberpunk. So it's a real shame it came out a mess, but um, but yeah, that had to be my favorite moment for that one. There. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine getting Keanu Reeves out for your E3? He comes out on stage, he announces the release date, the release date then gets pushed back three times and the game's terrible. Yeah, and like, <laughs> he just, he literally sold the game for them and then they still managed to screw up somehow. Like, how yeah. do you do that? How do you get John Wick in and still not manage to make a good go of it? Yeah, yeah, Cyberpunk is, the saga does continue, but uh, there's too much going on right now. Um, Sean, your favourite E3 moment? Uh, E3 1995. It's the Sega Saturn going head up against the Sony PlayStation. Both sets of hardware are going to be announced in the event at E3. Sega have announced their price. It's $399. Sony then gets to announce their price. Steve Race from Sony takes the stage and he says three words for his entire keynote speech. $299. And that was it. He walked off stage. $299 was the price he was selling it at. It literally killed the Saturn on day one. And as a moment for like an E3 moment where a, a publisher, a console manufacturer could walk out on a stage, say nothing about the console, just say the price and absolutely decimate the competition is insane. That room blew up. Like if you ever get to watch the YouTube video, I, I, I encourage you to do so. Like go and find the Sony E3 conference from 19... 95 it is astonishing the room just blows up it's like it, you know we're talking final fantasy 7 remake reaction for a price and um yeah that that video always gets me because i just think to myself that's what e3 is for you know those crazy fucking moments where gaming is just like you know what we're just tech weirdos let's go crazy and that's that's what it was 
Which uh, conference was it where everyone that attended walked out with a system? Uh, the Xbox Three, Xbox. Yeah, was, the Xbox. It was the Three Hundred and Sixty Elite, wasn't it? Was it? It was the the slim version of the Xbox um, Three Hundred and Sixty, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And it, it's under your chair, and then people yeah. got home, and it was like, oh, they're broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, red ring still on. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. times. Oh, good times indeed. Uh, Greg, your ultimate E3 moment. Booth babes. Bring them back. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, mine's got to be the Uncharted one. When they were showing off Uncharted 4 and the controller didn't work. And, they, and yeah. Nathan Drake's just stood there for three minutes. They're like, um, did anyone, anyone, did anyone charge the anyone got, anyone got controller? Anyone? anyone? Yeah, sync it up. Yeah, yeah. And there we go. Yeah, that was great. That was just like, they owned it. They were just like, yeah, bad. Yeah, isn't there a trophy in Uncharted? There is. It's well, called yeah. Stage Fright, where you get to that level and you just stand there for three minutes and it pops. That's nice. I like that. Did did you did you also notice in the same conference about Destiny, um, the Destiny presentation being also fucked up? No, I don't care for Destiny. Well, on the same conference, they were obviously having some issue with the controllers because the Destiny player starts walking and then stops, and then basically a couple of seconds later, they cut to like a pre-recorded version of it. Uh, okay. And they did it really well so that you couldn't tell. Um, but Bungie later on said, like, holy shit, can you imagine how bad this would have been? Um, and then like, you know, two games later, <laughs> yeah. so, like your game is like stuttering up a storm on stage. It's brilliant. Yeah, those um, those live stage moments are always fun. But uh, didn't seem to affect the game all that much, thankfully. At least they fixed that before it came out. Uh, Toby, what's your ultimate E3 moment? Oh, it's been slightly spoiled, actually, by Sean. Um, <laughs> there was a a certain trailer in E3 2015. Um, basically, just loads of shots of a city, hardly even revealing what that city was until you saw the little slide in the slums and then a few tubes from a reactor and then more and more recognizable bits, like a train and a pillar and then some plates overhead. You couldn't see the sky in this city. And I'm going, oh, my God, I'm hyperventilating at this point. Um, until finally, the soft like soft pads of the music of the theme song come in. Um, my skin is covered in goosebumps at this point. And then Barrett's gun and Cloud's sword, the two of them walk out past the camera. Boom. Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to PS4. And like you said, Sean, the room just fucking blows up at that point. Um, it was insane. I never thought it would happen. And we've now played part of it. And it's just crazy. 20 years of waiting for that. And it's just awesome. It was such a cool moment. Mm, it really was. And I hadn't even played Final Fantasy VII at that point. And you could just feel it. You could just feel the excitement. <laughs> it was just, it was unreal. Did you know who the characters were who were walking out? Oh, I knew of Cloud. I knew <laughs> of him. I knew you know his Buster Sword on his yeah. back and things. Yeah, I could recognize him from the back. <laughs> and yeah, that conference was just absolutely legendary for reasons I'll go into very shortly. The one where you throw out Final Fantasy VII remake is just yeah. Yeah. But there's Ooh, one, there's one game one game that got announced in that, which is far better. Anyway, we'll carry on. Uh, no, Kat, that's fine. Go for it. Yeah, your <laughs> ultimate E3 moments. Um Probably not a moment as such, but more a year. Um, and then what led from that year. So 2016 was the year of pretty much every cool game ever. And it was the year where Kojima released the trailer for Death Stranding. 
and everybody blew up about Norman Reedus's weird baby and that was hilarious on Twitter that was so funny um just Norman Reedus and his baby and they're like what is going on why has Norman Reedus got a baby on his back um but also that year was obviously Horizon Dawn it was and Spider-Man and how much does the world love Spider-Man games now we just had Miles Morales on PS5 um yeah and also the I guess the not the recoming I don't know words today um the remasters of Crash Bandicoot so just it was such a good year and the trailer for Detroit Become Human which just needs a sequel soon please um yeah good year but the Norman Reedus baby thing yeah I remember that I remember it well I don't know why I just do was it was it Norman Reedus and his funky fetus? Oh yeah, yeah. And fetus and everything. Funny, funny stuff. But yeah. Man, that's a hell of a year, actually, isn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Wow. PlayStation really killed it in that era. They honestly they mic dropped it. That was the year where PlayStation really turned up and was like, Do you know what? Fuck you, F you, F you, you're cool. <laughs> Goodbye. Like <laughs> Yeah, oh god, that Spider-Man trailer. Oh, when Toby was Still. describing the um, the Final Fantasy, that's exactly, you know, how you feel when you see kind of the Marvel spider kind of come up and you're yeah. like, oh my God, what is happening? And you just, I remember, you just think, what are they doing? And then obviously, I can't remember when the last Spider-Man was before, you know, the Spider-Man that we know now, probably years. So probably people were just like, oh my God. Mm. Yeah, that would have been a cool moment. That, that was a cool moment. So mm, For sure. For sure. But not quite as good as the year before, because <laughs> in, um, yeah, Sony's E3 conference 2015, I mean, it was just utterly, utterly incredible. I'll never forget it. Um, Toby's talked about the Final Fantasy reveal, and we also had our first look at The Last Guardian in, what, years, I think it was? But then, this, this will be no surprise to Toby or Sean, but they had a little thing about Kickstarter and a Kickstarter logo popped up on the screen. It's like, what's going on here? And then out of nowhere came Yu Suzuki. And suddenly the Shenmue music began. And I remember screaming into a pillow so loud that I had to catch my breath afterwards. I was watching a reaction at the same time of game trailers who are now easy allies. And uh, one of their, one of their guys jumped down, broke his chair, started crying because they announced Shenmue three was a thing that is happening through Kickstarter because Sega wouldn't fund it themselves because they're bastards. And I remember thinking, man, it's been 18 years since Shenmue two. And the day that I got Shenmue 3, I was very fortunate to get a collector's edition sent to me from Cock Media, um, which I'm hugely grateful for. And I remember feeling really, really emotional because it was a story that I thought would never, ever be finished. And I always thought that it would just l- sit in limbo for, for forever. And for the fan service to get behind it and to fund it in less than 24 hours on Kickstarter was something quite amazing and that mic drop of sony that entire the holy trinity it's called of the last guardian shenmue 3 and final fantasy 7 remake and for them to do all of them in one freaking conference and then to come back the next year like you said cat and bring detroit and spider-man and death stranding with them you know it was such an amazing time to be a playstation gamer 
definitely. And you know, I, I'm looking at my my Shenmue three copy now. It's just staring at me, and I just adore it. The game did it turn out perfect? No. Was it ever going to be? No, because it didn't have you know a massive studio to make it. And Yu Suzuki always makes some more choices with his games, and it's not perfect. It's not. I would even hasten to say it's not even a great game. But the fact that I could finish the story, and I have done about three times since then, it was just it's just such a powerful moment for me. And I'll I'll never ever forget that moment. Nice. <sighs> yeah, I'll never forget it. Try and find that reaction that Michael Huber does to Shenmue 3 on, on YouTube. It's just amazing. Uh right then, um, we're gonna stick with E3. Um, we're gonna look forward now instead of looking back. Um, Greg's had to jump off the uh, the podcast, so we can stick with the the four that are still here, and we'll talk um, what we want from E3 coming in a few days. So, Sean, wish list predictions. Where do you think this E3 is going to go? Do you think it's going to be a little more scaled down? Are Sony going to pop up at all? What do you think? I think this E3 is going to be another strange one because it's another COVID E3, but this one is going to be slightly more affected than perhaps last year's was because last year obviously it was difficult for everyone to pull together trailers last year because you know they didn't have the studios everyone was working from home etc whereas this year they've had basically an entire year of, of either working from home or working in studios with social distancing and not having the proper meetings and having teams meetings and things so i think some of the huge big reveals and some of the big uh, announcements that you know we might have expected at E3 might not come. I do think there's going to be a lot of updates to a lot of games that got announced last year that still haven't got, um, you know, gameplay release dates, etc. We've been talking Psychonauts 2, we're talking um, Elden Ring. Um, and I think there's going to be a couple of surprises because I, I, I think a lot of people are writing this E3 as off as like, you know, another holding pattern until the world can get back in. To you know, a, a usable state where we can all go out and enjoy games again properly, but you know, I, th- I think there's going to still be a couple of surprises. Um, I have had a few meetings with a few publishers at this point, and I've signed NDAs, and some of the stuff that I've seen that I can't talk about by name, but you know, there's there's going to be certain sessions during the summer of gaming, you know. Jeff Keighley's whole big thing that are going to surprise some people. Um, there's there's a, a lot of new IPs coming um, from uh, <laughs> trying not to get myself in a tiz, but doing so anyway. Anyway, there's, there's <laughs> this is difficult. Uh, I've signed Spit it out, man. Come on. <laughs> I've signed we'll, that we'll many out. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't know what I'm allowed to talk about and what I'm, I aren't anymore. Because, no, I don't really. <laughs> because fine. I've signed that many freaking forms and <laughs> I don't know, you know, what, what I'm supposed to not talk about at all and what I can talk about. Um, Probably but, said too much saying you're on an NDA. So full, you know, full injunction. You can, can't even talk about the NDA. Oh, you, no, you can, you can talk about <laughs> these. These are okay. They're not like with them super injunctions. Um, so yeah, it's it's just that you know, there's um, there's going to be some surprises, and so long as you're not going in there expecting you know another Sony in 2015, um, then you're going to have fun. I don't think Sony are going to turn up at all. I think Sony will be afterwards. I think we'll get another direct. Uh, sorry, state of play after e3 is done 
because I think they still have a few things to talk about. But this is this is Sony. This is Sony of of 2021. This is the Sony that are happy to send a press release to Wired magazine and tell them everything that there is to know about a PS5 on a random Wednesday afternoon. You know, so who knows with Sony? But Ubisoft will be fun. I think EA is going to be very good this year. Um, just just one one to look out for. Um, and I think the Warner Brothers one shall be pretty damn good too. Yeah, we're we gonna get a, we're gonna see some stuff from Gotham City, whatever it's called. Knights, Gotham City Knights. Yeah, um, yeah, and just and, Gotham uh, Knights and Suicide Squad as well, I guess as well. Yeah, and uh, we'll see probably something from the Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts game, Yay. Hogwarts Legacy, and there's a couple of couple of surprises as well, I think. Okay, you can't say that your big your big E3 leak for us, Sean, is there's going to be surprises. But it's I'm E3. I'm not going to leak anything though. That's the thing, right? It's like it, it's it's the fucking worst where people ruin surprises. Like you know, yes. at one point in the last couple of weeks, the entirety of 2K's and Square Enix's E3 showcase has been leaked. You know, Square managed to get it under control. 2K obviously didn't. Um, but the, the problem is, it's like. Can you remember, like, just think back to how you felt when Shenmue, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and The Last Guardian were all announced on the same show, and we didn't know about it weeks beforehand. You know, that was that was a magic show. It's it's not worth people ruining these things for for people. You know, you might as well say there will be games announced at E3. There, there, and okay. a couple more as well. <laughs> what I will say is that there, there is there is. There is evidence for games already out there. There are be teases that people just are not seeing. Is there going to be games that I personally will lose my shit over? Um, don't know. Oh, we want, well, can you record the noise of you screaming into a pillow, please, for the OnlyFans? <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. I will while I'm playing the first level of Gaze Dom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, Right then, uh, Miles, what, what do you want to see from E3 this year? Uh, I'm actually really interested in Bethesda with Microsoft now because yes. I'm not as fussed about the Elder Scrolls and Fallout, but I like all of their other IPs. So like uh, Arcane Studios work with Prey and the Dishonored series, obviously Doom, and they've got a couple others like kind of Deathloop and stuff. Um, and I'm just interested to see how, if we're going to get anything from that, because obviously they only relatively recently acquired um, all of Bethesda. Um, so I'm interested to see what we're going to see and if we're going to get anything quite significant in terms of new IPs or if they're going to build on those franchises. Um, I'll be quite gutted, I think, if there's like a new Prey in particular, because I don't have an X- a Microsoft or Xbox console at the moment. And um, I really, really enjoyed the first Prey. I thought it was brilliantly made and I love Arcane's work. Um, so I think I'm kind of looking out on Bethesda's side of things in particular as to what they're going to come up with. Um, but yeah, I think I'm actually going into this one, probably expectations a bit tempered because of the COVID situation and whatnot. So it's quite interesting what Sean's been saying about, you know, there might be a few surprises in there, which will be quite nice. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything going into it. I'm particularly kind of looking out for, I think this is one of the few E3s I'm going into with quite an open mind. Um, I think Cyberpunk in particular has really kind of taught me to temper my hype for stuff based on E3 and pre-trailers and gameplay and all that kind of thing so yeah i think i'm cautiously optimistic of what we'll see but i'm not getting myself too hyped up for it just yet i don't think (laughs) yeah that's fair i think that's uh, something that 
the whole industry needs to learn, um, particularly the uh, the players. Of um, I remember, I mean, this happens with Nintendo every year. You know, they they'll announce, "Oh, we're doing a direct during E3," and the rumors will just go absolutely bonkers. And when these things don't get announced, they blame Nintendo. And it's like, well, no, it's not their fault. <laughs> it's your fault for your expectations being far too high. Wasn't there so, something about, was it like a Nintendo Direct or whatever it was, and they just announced like a Smash character and everyone got livid about it because it was meant to be about Breath of the Wild or something like that? I can't remember now. I mean, well, they'll never be happy with Smash characters. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think there's still one more to go on this Battle Pass that they've got. Um, so I'm no doubt that'll be announced uh, this year. But No end in sight to it. Um, yeah. And also, I'm looking out for Hellblade 2, because again, even though I probably won't get to play it, um, I think Senua's Sacrifice is one of the the best recreations of like mental health in video games and in like a really yeah. organic way. And it was a brilliant kind of narrative. Um, and so I'm obviously when they announced that, I was really excited to see more about it. So I'm kind of hoping that they'll show a bit more of that in terms of gameplay or something a bit more substantial than just a trailer. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I'm keeping an eye, an eye out for. Yeah. I mean, presumably the Microsoft Bethesda conference won't just be Bethesda. Yeah. I'd imagine, well, they're going to have to show off Halo Infinite after the buckle they had yes. last year. So. Yes, they are. It's not just Bethesda now. No, okay. But I want to see Perfect Dark as well. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that'll happen, but I want to see it. You will. Really? <laughs> I mean, the last trailer was just a CGI one. It was just an announcement trailer. That was only yeah, last but, year. Yeah, but I mean, they this this initiative studio have been working on it for donkeys, haven't they? You know? Yeah. So they've got to have something to show. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Can you imagine it, having an entire him? year? Has Sean hold heard something. <laughs> no, no Sean, <laughs> Sean. Sean knows nothing about the Xbox or Bethesda. <laughs> um, but I, I am similarly. So I, I am hyped for that one because I do want to see. I want another goddamn Wolfenstein game. And like yesterday, bring yeah. it to me. I, um, I haven't killed any Nazis in so long. It's just, <laughs> I'm good at the itch, man. The new Colossus is so good. It's just such a well-designed, well-made shooter game, and it's just so much fun to play. Like, the Wolfenstein series is great. Did we play Youngblood? We tried. I mean, you know, I yeah. tried to carry it, but I mean... <laughs> Miles, have you played Youngblood? Pun, sorry? Have you played Youngblood? No, I uh, heard bad things about it, and I didn't want to sully my, uh, my experience of the other ones. Don't listen to it. Well, anyone think, it's, it's a great game. It is. Okay. It's really good. I might give it a shout then. It's just Nazi killing him, man. It's, it's like the glorious <laughs> bastards of the game. That's all it needs to be. You can never go wrong. Absolutely no. not. Cat, uh, where are you with E3 this year? What are you looking forward to apart from Crash 4? Oh, sorry. Is it too soon? Did you mean uh, Spyro 4? What do you mean Spyro 4? Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, crash five. Oh, they probably will just to rub it in, but like <laughs> we made it ages ago. Blah, blah, blah. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I have got my eye out for I know, and the thing is, Miles tells me quite often that I am dreaming it's the 25th year anniversary of Tomb Raider this year, and I will be sad, really heartbrokenly sad, if they don't take that opportunity to. I don't know, get rid of our cone tits and just, you know, make them proper boobies and remaster the old That happened ages ago. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. No, not like the Camilla Luddington right, ones. Okay. Not those ones. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a it's a damn wasted opportunity if, if you know, for the 25th anniversary. They don't knock out like, I don't know, they probably have to remake it because of course, you know, you can't, can't add nice lighting to 
pixels and triangle boobies but um <laughs> I'd love to say that um I'm absolutely certain that I'm not going mental in that last year there was a wolf among us two kind of announcement and I would like to see that this year yes free yeah so I'm not going mad am I that is definitely a thing it's it, well it kind, of, it kind of is a thing so the the telltale kind of rejuvenation project yeah they announced a load of games yes um I but remember this I, if I remember rightly, they kind of put this one on the back burner so that they could try and get all of the games that existed previously Finished. up and working again. Yeah. So I think they had like, they, they redid Batman and The Walking Dead and they put out yes. like special editions on everything. So I yeah. think they were just kind of holding fire on it until they could sort themselves out. Yeah. So I'd like to see that. But I know obviously that's that. And yeah, they've got that thing with Telltale and Square Enix have obviously got their hands full with Final Fantasy and The Life is Strange. That would be great if they showed more gameplay of the uh, new Life is Strange. Um, like yourself and Miles, I'm not... COVID's hitting them hard. You know, God of War's pushed back. Um, Horizon's probably pushed back. <laughs> um, so not expecting too much, but I'll see what's out there. And the, the Hogwarts, the Harry Potter thing, that'll be cool. But that's also been delayed as well, hasn't it? So Yeah, we'll that's see. 2022. Yeah, 2022 now. So yeah, it'd be nice to see those kind of gameplays just to keep us motivated and inspired to remember that they're going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You will definitely see new footage of Life is Strange True Colors. Nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. Good. Yeah, that'll be in the Square Enix show, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Square Enix, the one that I'm watching this year. Cool. Um, I mean, you should be watching some more because you work with finger guns now, but it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm winking at is Square Enix, but I'm Tobes. watching it all. <laughs> Tobes? Hello. Hello. What do you want to see at E3? Everything. So yeah. Cool. Right, move on. That's all. <laughs> I've spent all day really hyped on this. Um, you know me, I don't really get hyped about stuff um, very often. Uh, so I thought I'd get into it. I've watched any number of people's predictions. So I've got I've got all the rumors. So according to what I've heard, Elden Ring should be shown. And according to what I heard, uh, when do you remember back, you know, earlier this year, we heard from Phil Spencer saying that he'd played it and it was good. Um, According to what I heard, that was Microsoft and Band by Namco having a sort of a deal going on, or at least starting to try and have a deal. And that deal fell through. Um, and so now Bandai Namco have given Elden Ring to Jeff Keighley for Summer Game Fest, and we're supposed to see it on June the 10th. So there's rumors flying everywhere that it is coming out to be shown on June the 10th, and it'll be on, it'll be like the first world premiere thing or the last or whatever on, on June the 10th so that's my big one that's the one i'm really really hoping is is real probably the same trailers we saw you know a few months back but without the watermarks on them and all that kind of stuff okay uh Squeenix should have uh life is strange and all that stuff but also babylon's fall which i can't wait to see more of babylon's fall that looks oh, yeah. amazing um but they've literally said that's in their that's in their uh you know, they're, they're happily released list of what they're going to cover. So the ones that they've actually named rather than the, the leaked list. I haven't seen the, the leaked list. Uh, we have heard that IDOS Montreal is doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game. So that might be there. Um, again, under the, the Screenix um, banner. 
Uh, and also the rumor about the Final Fantasy Dark Souls um, from Team Ninja, Nio Neo guys. Um, so I'm hoping all of those get shown at um, the, the Square Enix uh, part. Um, in terms of other rumors, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, which was the game that basically launched or announced along with the Switch, so years and years and years ago now, um, has been outed as a, has having a November release date on its own website, <laughs> which is where you can maybe trust a link, a leak. It's on its own website. It was just a mi mistake. They shouldn't have put it out there. Um, so they're expecting that to have um, gameplay trailers in the Nintendo event. Uh, Bethesda, the smart money supposedly is on Starfield being shown in proper detail and gameplay um, at the Bethesda Xbox event. Um, was it machine games under the Microsoft banner as well, doing that Indiana Jones game? So there's some speculation that that might be shown. Um, I think that one's a bit more of a pie in the sky, personally, because I don't know how how far along they are with that particular IP. Um, Not yeah, a that, fucking chance. You reckon? Yeah, so do I. It, it, it was mentioned on something I watched earlier. I was like, well, it's worth mentioning again, but it may not happen. Um, supposedly Warner Brothers, um, the Injustice, uh, is it NetherRealm Studio that um, do Injustice? They've got the Marvel mm -hmm. license now. Um, so they're speculating a Marvel game from the Injustice guys, or even a DC versus Marvel, which uh, according to the people I was watching would be an absolute E3 winning proposition, <laughs> a DC versus Marvel, which I thought, yeah, to be honest, that would be cool. <laughs> I would play that. That would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it before I watched the stuff today. So I was like, yep, yeah, I'd have a bit of that. Um, I hope we get also updates on Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad as well, but who knows. Um, and then a couple more, just little ones. So supposedly there's a rumor about a new 2D Metroid that might precede uh, Metroid Prime 4. So a, a rumor of a 2D Metroid. Obviously, these rumors take them with massive pillar assault or whatever, but that's what people are saying. Um, there's quite solid rumors about a new game being announced from Monolith Soft, which are the guys who did Xenoblade 1, 2, and X um, on the Switch. So they're supposedly a year or two into making another game. Um, so we'll see what, what they're going to um, announce. Maybe it'll be Xenoblade 3. Maybe it'll be something brand new. I'm not sure. Um, they're remaking Knights of the Old Republic, if you remember from a few weeks back. Um, no way we'll see it, probably. but. Um, there is that in the background as well. And the last rumor I've got on here is the Ubisoft Star Wars game, which um, in theory we could potentially get. You know, Ubisoft like to show off stuff uh, absolutely ages before they should and give you a release date absolutely ages before they should. Um, so it'd be nice if they had something absolutely ages before they should. There's um, no way that's coming at you. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even think they're con contractually uh, like obliged yet, to do yeah. so. Um, because EA are, are, are still the exclusive publisher of Star uh, so Wars they can't games. even show it yet, even if they're working on it. Well, the wasn't the announcement, um, hey, we're Ubisoft, we're making a Star Wars game. Uh, we need staff to yes. help make it. So. Yeah, so it's probably not anywhere <laughs> along yet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, my actual wish is something that I don't think anyone mentions, um, so it's going to be a left-field one. I want to see a Plague Tale 2. Experience. Oh yes, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. I totally forgot about that one. That is my wish list, top top of my wish list for games that have not been announced. The first Plague Tale Innocence was a ten out of ten, absolute small masterpiece. Yep, um, and I loved every minute of it. So 
if they can give me another version of that, a little bit bigger, you know, maybe a little bit more scope, but still quite tight and well put together. Yeah, I'll be very happy with Hell that. Hell yeah. Asobo, are you listening? Make it happen. Yeah. Oh my that's, my, that's my list, man. Oh, I, so I, you, I, uh... You've not just won the quiz, you've won the podcast with that one. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, folks, aren't doing, folks aren't doing their own uh, presentation, are they? So maybe tune into What's His Faces, Jeff's. Games Fest. Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Or do you know something, Sean? I don't know anything. I'm just saying if they're going to show (laughs) appear somewhere, they would probably ship foot, you know. God, if you've been keeping a plague tale too. If you yeah, exactly. It's gonna happen, it'll be we're not gonna be friends anymore. (laughs) If you've been hiding that, have you been oh (laughs) it's gonna be a riot. (laughs) Um, You know, there's there's uh no, I haven't been hiding that from you. I'm just saying Back in 2019, that was it was like semi confirmed that they were working on a sequel. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what you would yes. say if you knew something. No, I remember there being a rumor that they're working on a sequel. I, I do remember that, and I've just been waiting for it for ages. So. I need confirmation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm most excited for the Nintendo conference because I want to know what the hell they've been up to recently because they have been they've been making a lot of what you would describe as double A Nintendo games for at least two years now. And there's been no big hitters. I don't have a Switch at the moment, so you know I'm not really kind of in the race right now. But I want to see Breath of the Wild 2. I want to see what the hell they've been doing with Bayonetta. Bayonetta 3 was announced in 2018. So it's been a long time uh, cooking that one. I want to see Metro Prime 4. Wasn't that alongside the one I mentioned? Shin Megami Tensei 5? Yes. I think it was mentioned at the same time as Bayonetta 3. Yeah. Uh, Metro Prime 4 was announced in 2018 as well. Um, I mean, that changed studios two years ago, so it still might be too soon, but who, who knows? But yeah, I want to see what Nintendo have been up to because they've they, they've kind of been treading water the last couple of years. I mean, they've the last couple of E3s. Um, I mean, they don't need to do much more than what they do. I mean, Switch is still selling absolutely crazy. Um, I reckon we'll probably get a Switch Pro reveal, maybe. Um, they have said that it is exclusively software, but they always lie. They always throw something in. So... We'll see. Um, unless it gets announced before E3, so the Switch Pro games will be revealed in the in their direct. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 might be a pro exclusive. Who knows? I mean, it would be crazy to do that, but it's Nintendo. You just don't know what the fuck they're going to do at any given moment. So it's, yeah, that's the one that's really kind of grabbed my attention out of all of them. Um, I'm excited for Xbox Bethesda. Curious to see what they're up to. Uh, Ubisoft, I can't wait to see more of Riders Republic. I remember the, the trailer for that at first looked really interesting. Uh, just kind of a crazy kind of sports racing game with massive numbers of players. Um, that's quite adventurous. That's quite exciting, ambitious. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I want to see some more of Far Cry 6. I don't think the, the trailer that we got the last week was really all, all that much. It was just uh, making it look pretty. But I would like to see a bit more of that, get a little deeper into the story maybe. Uh, the Gorilla Collective is always going to be fun. There's always some fun games that are worth checking out there. Um, I don't know, really know what they what could be there, but I think that's exciting. Um, it's all it's all been announced already. It's at their uh, at their website. Um, there's everything's been announced for Gorilla already. Oh, is that is that that done now? So day one was uh, the fifth, um, and the second day is on June twelfth, and yeah, it is. Rams full of indie games from smaller publishers. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so Raw for you, like Curve, Team 17, then kind of publishers. Yeah. 
All right, nice one. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be interested in... Pandai Namco have got a small thing as well, haven't they, coming up this week? Um, I wonder if they're going to uh, mention the Cyberpunk DLC. Probably ah. not, but we'll see. <laughs> Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, Nintendo is kind of like the main thing right now for me. And Ubisoft's always a laugh. I can't wait to see the Dancing Panda. Because it's not E3 without the Dancing Panda. And uh, Xbox, yeah. So it's... Uh, there's a lot to cover from Thursday, June 10th, all the way to Wednesday, June the 16th. So, yeah, man, that's going to be a long-ass podcast next week. Should be fun. Not a single one of us mentioned Splinter Cell. I know. You're proud of us. That doesn't happen very often. I'm, re- I'm really proud because... Um, We're burned. We're too burned. I think we are, we are <laughs> at the point now where this would actually be a surprise. So this will be the year, won't it? It is just pain at this point. That you're <laughs> no like one's mentioned it. it yeah. <laughs> Are you just in that um, that that stage of grief now, just in acceptance? Exactly. I think I think we're all just like you know we're done. <laughs> just give us Sam Fisher, you cowards. Yeah. No, they've given us Sam Fisher dozens of times. I need a game, a whole game. <laughs> He's just in other games. That's need a, a main that, meal. That's been the beautiful thing about it, isn't it? It's like, oh, you want Sam Fisher? You want Sam Fisher? Here he is in Rainbow Six. Oh, you want Sam Fisher? Oh, here he is in Ghost Recon. Oh, you want Sam Fisher? Here he is in some weird mobile fucking game that no one played. <laughs> yeah, they're not making Splinter Cell. They never will ever again. Who knows? We shall see. Do we do we think it'll be strong for Xbox? Like I know we're saying Bethesda, but like the other Xbox studios as well. They've they've not had all that strong a year and a strong lineup for their first, you know, for their for their new console. Are we going to mm. get more on, you know, Everwild and you know some of the ones we saw a little snippets of last year? But you know. We'll get a much better showing of them this year. I generally think that Xbox are going to come out swinging this year, and obviously Halo Infinite after the yeah the debacle they had. They said, "Give us another year," didn't they? And they've had that now. Yeah, I, I do think much. this year they know that they have to really come out and really smash it because yeah, yeah, last year just didn't work out well after Halo Infinite got delayed again. So I think they're going to go all out for this one and just throw everything at it. I, mm. I hope Xbox actually, you know, if if, if Sony are not going to be there again. The Xbox comes out as you say, completely swinging, and is actually a really great showcase. I yeah, want them to do a show, a good one because we were a bit disappointed, like you say, last time. Yeah, I mean, we 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 are a multi-platform podcast, and yeah, we want we want Xbox to do well. We are we wish guess, no ill on any no, of console. Course. We're all pri- I guess we're all primarily PlayStation, but we love the Xbox and we love Game Pass and all of these games that they're going to get announced are going to go straight to Game Pass. And so you know that's perfect for me. <laughs> I'm a Game Pass subscriber, so bring it on. Well, the more games, the better. I, I'm I'm going to put a, a, a bold statement and say that I think Xbox's presentation will be the best of E3. What do you know? Yeah, I, I just I've already said I know nothing about Bethesda or Xbox. <laughs> but we don't believe you. <laughs> Straight in there. <laughs> I, I just I'm just, all I'm saying is that I I get the feeling that this is going to be the one that everybody who who hasn't got their own you know conference will be there, and I, because obviously they they without Sony. And Nintendo are probably going to focus on their own games, as mm. they do. Um, everyone else who wants to put their game in front of loads of people will be at Xbox. And I think they've probably been quietly working on quite a lot of stuff. Because they bought all those studios a year or two ago, didn't they, as well? So they've yeah, got yeah. those as well as Bethesda. Like They have a lot of potential IP that they've been sitting on. Um, yeah. And I think they know that in the last couple of years they have fallen behind and yeah, I, I do think they're going to really go for it this time. If 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 it happens that Disney have given Xbox the IP to Monkey Island and they are letting 
double vine, make another monkey island, yeah, you will hear me squeal from wherever you are in the world. <laughs> be heard worldwide. If Mars, people on Mars would be like, there is a sound coming through a vacuum. How is this happening? He's <laughs> coming from Earth. That'll be me. See, Phil Spencer is mad enough to do that. He what is. I love, what I love about Phil Spencer is that he's got the keys to the Microsoft bank account and he just fucking spends it. He doesn't piss about, you know? And so yeah. if if he went, he woke up one day and going, I think we should do a new Monkey Island game. It will happen. Fucking hell. They could also have Kojima's IP because there's that rumor that's going there to be is that as well, exclusive, yeah. And they might just throw that out there. That's that rumor be like, I left out of my rumors. Could you imagine <laughs> if they just did that at the end of their thing? Like they do all of the games, it goes really well, and at the end they just bring Kojima oh, out and he just it, announces it, his game. I'll, I'll cry. I can I'll totally genuinely see have to buy an Xbox because well. I'll cry if I can't yeah. play it. <laughs> I can totally see him doing it as well. It can't happen because Jeff Keighley will be crying. <laughs> <Not honestly. laughs> Jeff Keighley's obviously got his boyfriend on for his own show. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Can you imagine the bad blood? <laughs> oh, God. It'd be like a grudge forevermore. Uh, fine. Jeff Keighley breaks up with Hideo Kojima. The breaking news. <laughs> Give him spend some time with Big Phil instead. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I know he's got more money than me, but we got a nicer car than me as well. Hideo, <laughs> no! You wouldn't be nothing without me. <laughs> I made you what you are. <laughs> oh, just kiss already, for God's sake. Yeah, right. Oh, dear. Well, there's lots of interesting stuff coming. Um, we haven't quite figured out how we're going to do the podcast yet, because obviously... Next Sunday, it clashes with the Square Enix conference, but we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. Um, might do reactions to some of the bigger ones uh, directly, or we might do a massive podcast next week once they're all done. We'll see. We'll figure it out off air, I'd imagine. Uh, right then, that was a lot of E3 talk. So let's talk about what's coming out this week with Toby Anderson. Uh, hopefully just a short list. But um, uh, Backbone, uh, the uh, little noir animal Detective Tale comes out on PC and Mac on June the 8th. Uh, Chivalry 2 is also coming out on PC on June the 8th. Green Hell, uh, Fantasy Star Online New Genesis uh, relaunches, a bit like Final Fantasy XIV was relaunched. Uh, that's coming out on June the 9th on PC, Xbox One, and Series X. And then on June 10th, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated is only coming out on PS5 um, with the extra Yuffie DLC and all the extra nice fog effects and things uh chicory a colorful tale a nice little indie game coming out on pc ps4 and ps5 uh, the same day and then finally for this week june the 11th is none other than ratchet and clank a rift apart oh yeah on ps5 and that's your week it's not a bad week not a bad week at all um are you going to get into integrate you're going to get the yuffie dlc uh i'm going to get integrate and um Pass my time between Integrate and E3 conferences. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's just that's like, what I'm going to be spending the whole week doing, is going, oh, have I got time to play Integrate? No, oh, no, there's another show on. Oh, I'll go back to Integrate. Yeah. I can't believe they dropped Ratchet in E3 week, man. Oh, God, I won't get a chance to play that one. <laughs> bloody furious. But uh, yeah, man, I'm so excited for Ratchet. Like, bring it on. <clears throat> All right, then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it from this week's Finger Guns podcast. Thank you very much, Steve, for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just follow the link tree in the description below to find us on all the places. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can just follow our accounts in the description below. Except for Miles. He's smart and not on Twitter. There used to be Toby, but Toby's on Twitter now. Miles is still holding He's out. no longer smart. No. Just hiding away. <laughs>
so yeah that's it thank you very much for listening we'll be back at some point next week we'll work it out um for all the e3 coverage have a wonderful e3 folks it's going to be awesome it is goodbye from miles thompson see you later it's goodbye from kb see ya it's goodbye from toby anderson sayonara it's goodbye mr sean davies bye and then it's goodbye from me i've been roscoe we'll see you next week for e3 2021 bye